So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with uh, Dan and Chris from Highwind. And we're gonna ask them some questions today about their upcoming album, something right in between. So congrats on that, by the way. How are you guys personally feeling about the album and everything going on? Because it's not even announced at the time of recording. No. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you. Yep. Second, so unbelievably excited to say that Highwind has a full-length album coming out. Like, I, I never thought I'd see the day that any of my projects would do a full-length album. So the fact that this is actually happening is really cool. And I'm very thankful that the album's ready to go, that Dan is here by my side and, and was part of the album process. I, I am feeling excited, nervous, and grateful. Hell yeah. And I, I guarantee I could pull up the text in our uh, in our Twitter DMs or something of you saying that you weren't going to do a full-length album. And then like two months later, you're like, oh, by the way, I recorded a full-length with Connor Hansen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck yeah, is wrong with you? <laughs> a lot of things are wrong with me, first of all. There's a lot of things wrong with this. But like, it just kind of happened. I think Dan can attest to that, too. Like, we just started with recording singles. As time went on, we recorded more music. And I texted Connor, the guy who produced the album. I'm like, hey, let's... Let's just do an album. Like we have enough songs, might as well. Like I said, I'm sure yeah. Dan can attest to that. It wasn't your traditional recording model either. It wasn't like, oh, we have ten songs. We're gonna go track. It was uh, uh, first summer, first COVID summer. We recorded two songs, um, and one of those is getting remastered and put on the record. Uh, and then we had a session scheduled for January 21, but I had a like COVID scare, contact whatever you want to call it. So Chris and Connor still had the session. They pumped a song out that was based on like a little like three note, four note thing um, mm-hmm. or chord progression or whatever. And then the following week we did the song that we were going to do. And then Chris was like, oh, I have four songs that I want to record. And then I think two weeks before the session, he's like, oh, and I have an acoustic song. So, and our actual like album session was only four days long. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it, right. it was the most it was the most like surprise thing I think I've ever done as a musician. But I, it just came. It happened so naturally. And I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Um, The album title is off of the song we just put out, Sugar, or that or it's not out at the time of recording, but it will be out at the time people hear this. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, it's um it's one of the the verses am i a favorite a flavor of the week or something right in between that that line really felt like it encompassed everything i wanted this album to be it was something right in between all of my inspirations feelings i've ever had my music taste every kind of song i've written something right in between it just worked yeah, but, you know, it's also part of, like, a trajectory. Like, we're in between what? Like, as people, we're always in between something. We're always in between what we're working on or what the goals are, where we're striving to be. And and this is an important reflection of a point on that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. And the cover art. It just kind of happened. I like the idea of us throwing paint at ourselves on white clothing. And it just, I think I, I remember texting Chris and Dan about it too. I'm like, hey, I have this idea. How y'all feeling about it? Let's do it. I think it'll be fun. And it just kind of worked. I like the idea of having these cotton candy colors being kind of the new look and emphasis of what Highwind is going to sound like and what it's currently sounding like. It just sort of happened and it worked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? 
it start actually dan i'm gonna let you start with this one actually because you you've detailed the album uh the songwriting process really well for this uh yeah it was really easy chris was like hey i got a song and i was like cool i play drums the end <laughs> there you go <laughs> no, no i mean <laughs> um sorry <laughs> I think I, I think I want to be a comedian on the inside. Um, you're you're but, doing great. <laughs> thanks, man. No, it was uh, it was kind of interesting because um, Chris has always worked with different musicians, different drummers. Uh, he's always tracked all the strings and the vocals himself. And uh, for this one, uh, we were collaborative, and it was uh, a pretty easy process in terms of like, I have an idea. Here's the song. I go, okay, cool. These parts are good. These parts are weird. This, these parts don't work. Uh, let's rearrange. Let's let's not arrange. Let's just go into uh, the studio with kind of like a skeleton on some of these, and excuse me, and record them and see what Connor has to say. And Connor has contributed a lot in terms of the sound and the usage of synths. Um, it was just a really really seamless process, though, as as a working duo, like. Uh, there's nothing, Chris never made it difficult, and I never intentionally made anything difficult. Only by accident. Fair enough. Only by accident. Only by accident, yeah. And yeah, like I've mentioned, I believe I've mentioned on the podcast before, like all of my songwriting ideas come from like one little bit of inspiration, and then an entire song, you know, pops in my head. So I get these ideas, like Sugar is a really good example of that, where I read uh, a voice memo, the title of a voice memo that uh, someone used to work with sent me. And it just said, sugar. I didn't open the voice memo, did nothing with it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of saw it was there. I'm like, sugar, 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 sugar. Mm-hmm. And I demoed out an entire track based off of that. I sent it to Dan. He had his creative thoughts, his his creative input about it. Um, and I think sugar is a really prime example of taking this thought I had, this inspiration I had, and then us building a track that we absolutely love out of that thought and inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad. Yeah, and- no go ahead Shane go ahead go ahead go ahead I'll say my thing at the end all right cool yeah the other thing is like Chris looks at things um if we're gonna like go into the bones of the music a little bit Chris really looks at the structures and the um the the chord trajectory and the melodies and I'm more of like a big picture I'm I'm always looking at the actual structure of the song like okay the chorus is here the verse is here um, do we need something to get into the chorus? Do we need something to get out of the chorus? If we're going to repeat a chorus, what can we do to make these choruses stand out from one another? Um, and you know, they're all like, they're all like these little musical devices. Uh, I mean, like in, in sugar, we have, we, uh, we call them the false starts where like we build up and then, um, in the last three choruses of the song, we don't play beat one of the first chorus. It's just like a bass drum hit. And then the actual drop is on beat two. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that, for the listener, it's like, oh, it's different this time around. And it kind of, it ropes the listener even further in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's those, those little devices are all over the album too. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. It's just, it's those nice little textures that people love. Mm-hmm. For sure. sure. And I'm, I'm glad we keep on bringing up sugar. Cause I just want to, I just want to make a note that I, I personally think it's the best Highwind song to date. Um, thank you. Thank fucking, you, thank you. fucking love that song. And have I you, love that song. What? Wait, have you heard the whole album? Though? I've heard the whole yeah. album, and I've I, I heard the whole Ooh. album before, like it was even mastered all the way. I think, okay. and since I had heard I Sugar the first time, stuff, yeah. I was like, I fucking love this song. Like from stage one, the first time I heard, it, I was like, this is thank the best you. Highwind song. So, thank you, thank you. What about you, Glory? 
I also like sugar, but the whole album honestly was really good. I was I was telling Shane the entire time I was listening to it, I was like, oh my God, this is some of their best work by far. <laughs> this is amazing. You. Yeah, yeah, you guys stop. you guys have really so found warm. your sound. I can't stop. Thank you. Oh yeah, God, thank you. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a stand for hung up. That's that's the one for me, man. That's if, if I was the listener, that's the song that I'm repeating over and over. Of course. Yeah. I'm really biased. I still think my favorite is fine for you, but that's also like, Banger. I think that was the song that made me click like, wow, lyrically, this is different from something I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And ever since, like, don't get me wrong. I think every song on something right in between is special, like Jaded is special because it brings an emotional something to the table that I haven't brought to a song before. Hung Up is fun because it does everything I ever wanted, you know, to do as like a pop rock artist. Like my five seconds of summer, all American Rejects inspo, it's all there. Yeah. Sugar is the poppiest Katy Perry kind of pop song I've ever written. And I'm very proud of that. But I think Fine For You really encapsulates a side of me that I don't show super often in my music mm-hmm. because it's, it's all these subdued elements that have so much raw emotion to it and i don't think personally i don't think i've ever made a song as unique as fine for you is Mm. and i'm really happy that that is on the album as well as every other song that's on there because i'm really proud of the whole record as you should be Mm -hmm. Uh, so i want you two to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it do you want to go first dan no I, uh, and in, in an effort to be transparent, I don't know the lyrics of the album super well. Fair enough. But I'll come well, up with something. Chris, you go. All right. My personal favorite lyric, solely because I think it's the most clever thing I've ever written, is from Hung Up. You're attractive like a fire to a forest burning faster. I think that is my favorite lyric, just for the sake of I think it's very clever. It really says hey this is dangerous this thing you're feeling right now for this person that the song is about is dangerous and it's not a good thing but it's growing and it's harder to avoid mm-hmm. like i think that is the most clever thing i have on the album and i'm really proud of that lyric in particular Hell yeah. as you should be that's a really good lyric thank you and there's a bunch of little things um in there too that are just like little clever, or I think they're clever personally, but um, the the second verse of Sugar, I admit it, I'm a sucker for romance in the sheets and what you see on TV. That's another lyric that I'm really proud of because it's like this, you know, in my brain, it's immature as hell, but on the outside, if you read it and it's like, ooh, that's a really interesting way to word that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely context there. Um, I can't pick a single lyric, but I really like... Uh, jaded um just myself being a bitter old man it just it just fits my vibe really well when the lyrics come in um not that i'm particularly old but uh yeah jaded it just like it it's a vibe mm-hmm. lyrically mm-hmm. it's a vibe so all right that's where i'm at uh Perfect. so how'd the track list for the album come about did you guys write the opener be the opener closer be a closer you shuffle around see what fits what was that process like Dan is really good at picking a set list and a track list. He's really good at that. <laughs> Talk yeah, I, pitched, I pitched three. Uh, I did it the day we finished recording. Um, oh. And we kind of, yeah, we kind of, well, so once we were done, 
doing the the whole process. We uh, on a Sunday night. Uh, I wasn't there for all of the sessions because all, all of my work got done day one, and I had some you know life to do. So, yeah. but we went back for like a little like listen through just to check, make sure we're missing anything, whatever. And uh, so we listened to every song all the way through. Um, Fine for You and Harmony were done in a different session, so we had those to listen to, mm-hmm. and we had Will You Please Stay to also listen to. So we listened to all eight songs um, in kind of a random, I think it was the order that it was tracked from that week, and then um, just the three songs from the previous sessions. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just set some qualifiers. It was like, okay, well, um, one of these two songs has to be the opener. One of these two songs has to be the closer. And, you know, um, we talked about like taking energy from high to low and back to high and how we could kind of like do like up the roller coaster, down the roller coaster, and then mm-hmm. kind of level out at the end. And um, we were like kind of coming up with track listings and we had a really solid one. And then Chris and I were talking and I was like, well, what do you think about doing like an A side, B side kind of record? Um, yeah where like the first first four songs can be one independent listening experience. The second four songs can be another independent listening experience. And then together mm-hmm. it makes one. Like you're literally flipping the record over. Yeah. And I had picked that up. I had picked that up from an interview uh, from Shane Told from Silverstein. And I was like, huh, I never really thought about it like that. He was doing a track by track for the Purple album, Beautiful Place to Drown. And he's just like, yeah. And then the B side of the record. And I was just like, oh, oh, that's a cool idea. So we start with high energy, we go low energy, and then we take the energy back up on the second half, and then we come mm-hmm. back down. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect. Yeah, Love that. Uh, so would you guys be able to tell us where your headspace was at while you were creating this record? No, not really. Because kind of like, kind of like we were saying, like it was the most broken up the album mm-hmm. just kind of happened experience ever yeah. like when it, whenever I song write the inspiration the feelings the moment it all just kind of happened like like mm-hmm. there's no there's no rhyme or reason to why I write my lyrics when I do or my parts when I do just the inspiration kind of hits and go from there so every song the album in and of itself, the songwriting process didn't have a headspace, but every song in particular had its own unique headspace. Mm-hmm. Like Fine For You, the inspiration came from me literally listening to the menu music from Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist that doesn't have a percussion track underneath it. So like I'm sitting there on my chair that has, or the chair in my family room that has metal arms on it. And if you hit those metal arms, they ring in the note of E flat. So I'm sitting there tapping along to the E flat to a rhythm to it. I'm like, ooh, this could be something cool. And the song just kind of happened with, you know, me thinking, oh, I want this project to be something that people love and appreciate. I want, I just want this music to be good enough for someone. And the song happened in like 20 minutes where yeah. Sugar, while the lyrics are about trying to get out of or trying to get away from an abusive relationship at heart, I wanted to write this poppy, energetic song that I hadn't written before. Mm-hmm. And then Jaded was another one where me and Charlie from Flight Club, we just sat down for, sat down for three days over Zoom crafting a song. Mm-hmm. So like every song has its own unique headspace. And I think that's unique in the sense that where a lot of people have a general idea for what they want the album as a whole to sound like, 
Whereas we took our time to craft all of these unique smaller pieces of art that create one big puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then in terms of the recording process, there wasn't really, um, there was no cloudiness. Um, everything, like we had all of our details on our end very well ironed out. Uh, Connor Hansen had all of his ideas very well ironed out and his suggestions. Um, he didn't he didn't really change a whole lot. I mean, like two drum beats and maybe so a guitar lead or two. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but he added a lot in terms of texture and suggestion. And um, I mean, my man is a master on the on the synth. Like he knows Absolutely. exactly he knows exactly the wobbles that your song needs. <laughs> and um, that's I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just uh, it's such an effortless experience working with him. I've recorded with him three times now. Chris, I think it's four for you if you you did High Wind, um, High Wind, uh, 2023 Reimagined with him yeah. also, right? So yeah, yeah, there was that session. There was the the Sleepless in LA Will You Please session, the Find For You Harmony sessions, the album, and then we did the live sessions with him too. Yeah, if you want to count sessions. those as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just always always seamless work, um, and he's a consummate professional, and I think even that is an understatement. Yeah, I even I sat in on one of the sessions, one of the live sessions. And I was like blown away by like just how he works. Mm-hmm. I was in the that room the whole time. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, there's another one that we're that we have hidden away that I'm very excited for people to, to watch and listen to oh, when yeah. the time is right. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? It's a workout album, party album. What do you guys personally recommend? Personally, I say just take your time. It's not a long album. It's like average 30 minutes. I would say just take your time, sit down with some good earphones or your favorite earphones. Just sit down, listen to it track by track and see where it hits you. I think that this album has something for everyone because every song is so unique in its own right that I think the song will have something for everyone and that the work as a whole will hit everyone a little bit differently. And I would love for people to sit down with this album by themselves and just see what they feel after listening to it, see how it affects them and go from there. Oh yeah. But then, then after they listen to it, it's a great record to clean your house too. <laughs> I was just going to say, experience. I clean my room. Yeah. I clean my room while listening yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause you can do like the high energy stuff during the, during the high energy songs and then you can mm-hmm. do the laborious things while you know uh, you know the acoustic songs going or the last song you know mm-hmm. the triumphant closing of the record and you're doing your very last chore and it's exactly it times you it's a perfect 25 minute timer mm-hmm. it, yeah for sure <laughs> uh, so this one should be super super quick off the top of your heads i want you guys to describe this album for new listeners in three words three words each no more no less oh no <laughs> no I love Dan, this question. Go for it. Are you ready? Dan, it's all you. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ass shaking music. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> True. Got them. Oh my god! All right. You can also you can you can substitute shaking for throwing. It can be ass throwing music also. True. Or okay. Gut slinging music. <laughs> oh, there you go. Music for no, for no. all my all my homies out there. <laughs> No, my, my, my true answer for this is honest, energetic, and real. 
those are my three words for it because it has its times where it's just telling a story. It, it has its times where, you know, it's high, high energy pop music at the end of the day. And every lyric I've ever written on that is something I felt, something I've gone through or just something that's real to me. So that's oh, yeah. my like answer for it. Dan's answer is better though. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, so in that nice. same train of thought, uh, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Uh, just just enjoyment like just in, enjoy the record um there's there's nothing that that i would say that the music is going to prescribe to you uh emotionally it's it's very existential in that way that you can just listen to it and, and let the music inform or let you your your emotions inform yourself of of how that all works or how that's all related i couldn't have said it better myself good answer oh that was a very good answer yeah uh, so yeah what is uh, well i i had to chase ass throwing music yeah something nice <laughs> yeah so. no point. No point. <laughs> God. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you've made while creating this album oh god there's a lot there's so many here's the thing like we're all the kind of people that commit to bits you know like okay. if a joke is said and we really like it we commit to that bit like I like you think a good one that we had throughout the weekend was, hey, that's definitely a snare drum. <laughs> there was that. What else, what else did we commit to, dude? Yeah, I know oh, no. that he, we were throwing around he would a lot of. The... He would you isolate go. like he would isolate like the snare of the bass drum, and he'd turn and look at us and be like, "Yeah, if I've ever heard a snare drum, that's that's definitely it. Like definitely that's, it. <laughs> that's definitely a snare drum if I've ever heard it." Um, and let's not forget nuking it. Oh, dude, yeah. So he is a compressor for Chris's vocals, and he. Uh, um, I came in while they were tracking, and I was like, "How hot's that compressor, bro? You nuking him?" And we all started laughing. He goes, "Your your dad ever tell you to throw something in the microwave and then tell you to nuke it, and then tell you how long to nuke it for?" And you you know he's like, "Yeah, you just, you know nuke it 20, 30 seconds," and I mean like we still cry laughing over over that because that's definitely. That is a thing my parents said. I don't know. Um, if I had to pick a memory, though, specifically, it would be listening to the the rough cuts the Sunday that we were done recording, and it was it was that holy shit, like we did that mm-hmm. kind of moment. Aww. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another cool thing too, if you want, if you want to get serious about it, um, we brought in a violin player for Search Without Sight, and that was kind of real moment for him. Like, oh my God, like I actually have someone who's, who's trained to do this on my album. Like I never thought I would have violin strings, anything like that on an album of mine. Real deal. So have someone yeah. come in, figure out the part right then and there and be like, hey, yeah, I got this. I'll play some violin, no problem. And just hearing the violin get tuned and hearing the, the strings play in harmony on the album. It, it was a very surreal moment. Like, wow, this album is actually happening like it, it was yes. it was shout out it, to it, him it was a also, very surreal moment also named chris oh uh, there's Five, too many of us chris's 500 people named chris working on this record um and yeah he was the man he charged a dollar a minute i was like that's baller that's like oh, wow. real deal stuff that was great yeah. and for real he came in 45 minutes had the part learned recorded tracked literally came in 45 minutes left it was amazing baller would you guys be putting more strings on your upcoming projects i know this album isn't even out yet but i know you're probably thinking about it 
yeah. I don't know. I'm always I mean, thinking like, about. I'm always thinking about those things. <laughs> so, so like, I, I I'd be lying if we said there aren't demos already for whatever the next effort is gonna be. Like mm-hmm. we are, we already have some ideas we're throwing around. Some ideas we locked away from before the album was tracked that we feel didn't fit on this album, but would work on a later effort. Like we're always thinking about what we can do to push ourselves as artists, what we can do to progress and move forward as musicians, and how we can change things up while still not forcing any change and just kind of keeping, you know, the natural progression we have as people true to mm-hmm. who we are as artists, you know? So yeah. we're always thinking about what we can do next. What, we, what can we try next? What have we tried that doesn't work or that doesn't feel like it fits high wind? We're always thinking about like, you know, what's, what's the next thing going to be or sound like while, you know, still working on where we're at now. Fair enough. Okay, that's fair. Um, so picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop, but what is your snack of choice? Oh, God. Snack of choice? At a, uh, oh, God. I was so serious for a minute. Um, <laughs> We're back to being goofy, I promise. <laughs> let's go, dude. Uh, this is the part I missed. Um, I'm always a candy guy. Snack of choice is probably going to be like those Dots candies. Oh. I'm a sucker for gumdrops. I have no shame. I've never <laughs> met a person who like willingly eats the dots. I love them. Here's the thing. Like I'm a sucker for, I'm a sucker for things like gummy bears, the gummy colas, mm-hmm. like sour patch kids. I'm a sucker for those. So if you hand me the big yellow box that says dots on it, I will eat that whole thing in seconds. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I love those things. They're so good. Yeah. I love candy, but I just hate what it does to my teeth. So mm-hmm. I don't, I abstain. Uh, also, I was allergic to dairy growing up, so I'm not like a chocolate guy, and I, oh. I can't eat nuts. So I, I'm just like candy. You can stay away. Um, but I need some. I need some specifics on our gas station rest stop. Is this like a highway rest stop? Are we at like a Circle K? Um, or is it Seven Eleven? Like, give me, give me something here. Give me something. To work I usually with. say Wawa. Mm-hmm. Wawa. Oh, Wawa. we're at the Goose. Yeah. We're at the Goose Dog. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm buying the whole store. No, yeah. I'm probably gonna get. I'm probably getting an eight, uh, an eight ounce Red Bull and some buffalo chicken bites. Ooh, that's what we're All snacking. Right. On. Oh yeah! All right. Perfect. Uh, so, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Odd. Um. Fried ravioli. Okay. Fried ravioli, absolutely. He, he went sa- he, he went he went savory, and I'm not really sure why. We're definitely something sweet. Definitely something sweet. I don't know what dish. No, but here, toward here, dessert, ice cream sundae, maybe. Okay. Ooh, There's some division on this answer. Yeah. Yeah. So the integration of candy. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was I'm gonna have to meditate on this one. Okay. No, no, no. Here's the answer. It's both because where the first snack you get, where we're, you know, at face value, it's like, oh, it's nice. It's a nice crunchy snack. But then you get some nice cheesy filling in there that tastes oh so good. And then you get the sweet aftertaste of the dessert, the ice cream, the candy, boom, where everything you could ever want. Both of these snacks oh. are something right in between everything you can eat. Done. Got them. Not out. a dish. It's not a dish. It's a meal, brother. Yeah. It's a whole meal. <laughs> Listen, just for that answer alone, we're going to give it to him. Let's All go! Right. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, for a shift away from music. Uh, so if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? 
easy fat orange cat I have when he's a spoiled little slob and I love him. <laughs> That's great. Easy. Next question. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. Fish. And just live my life cruising through the ocean, just, you know, swimming, swimming around, doing a whole lot of nothing, but like feeding on whatever comes my way and just enjoying life. Fair enough. That's so tame for you. I would have expected you to pick something a bit more eccentric. Uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Swimming through the ocean and just doing my thing and zooming and zipping about feels like fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about just living my best life and being happy. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shane? You're you're an animal for the rest of your life. What are we doing? What are you? I'm um, fucking, I don't know. I'm a dog. Wow. <laughs> Boring answer. Glory. Do it. Do him some justice. What What are you? Let's go. Reverse podcast. I'm the interviewer now. Here we People go. keep stealing our jobs today. It's fucked up. Give me a second. Wait. <laughs> God, I don't know. Uh, uh, a panda? I don't know. Yeah. That's a Why red did? panda. That's good. There you go. Red panda. Red panda. Red panda. There you go. They're adorable. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. Thank yeah. you. No, no problem, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Patty Walters. Easy. No shot. Oh, we already spoke to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Maybe we can set you up on a lunch date. <laughs> there you yes, go. Please do. I love that. Sit down. Just ask him about his history with music, singing, and just, you know, go nuts about because I know he has the, the fucking Pokeball tattoo on his foot from the, the YouTube video we did forever ago. So we can talk Pokemon and, you know, Nintendo and video games. Like, I, I'd, I'd have a blast just going off on tangents, you know, about music and video games. And I don't know. Patty Walters is my celeb of choice. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to lunch with CM Punk and his bulldog, Larry. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, CM Punk is a great wrestler recently came out of retirement in the last year. Um, and he's just, he's just a legend and he likes metalcore. He used to have kill switch as his entrance music in uh, WWE. Oh. Um, in his last match, he came out to an AFI song and, oh. uh, yeah, dude, we would great. just, yeah, yeah. Chris was there. Um, and, uh, and by there, I mean in my living room watching it with me. <laughs> oh, I was like, you were there? That's so cool. No, Dude, no, no. I wish. No. Um, yeah, so definitely Phil, his government name, but CM Punk for sure. All right. Phil, all right. Um, so for the last question, boom, you're on Desert Island. You can bring one, uh, one movie, one album, and one person. Who and what are you bringing? okay cool so the person i'm bringing is my wonderful fiance tori uh she's incredible and uh she i will find a way to get incarcerated on a desert island so she'll keep me out of trouble um (laughs) what were the other things i'm bringing what a movie and an album movie and album a movie and an album the album i'm gonna bring is radical by every time i die Mm -hmm. their best best piece of work to date r.i.p hope they get back together the real oh, ones, I, yeah. I got, I got my, uh, I got my Etich shirt on. Also, I got to move my. That's good. Yo, we're <laughs> accidentally twinning. Let's go, dude. Aww. Yeah, sick, sick. We're and a movie. Same brain all of the time. A movie, a movie. I'm not bringing a movie. I'm gonna bring uh, a combination box set of Avatar: The Last Airbender and Avatar: The Legend of Korra, and the subsequent okay. tools needed to uh, watch those things. Oh. There you go. Uh, album. 
it's so hard because I really want to say my favorite album of all time, but I'm not going to. Why? Because it's one Wasn't straight, that- it's it's like one genre through and through. And if I'm only going to have one album to listen to for the rest of my life, I want it to have a lot of variation. Because as mm-hmm. much as I love So Fair. Far From Real by Cauterized, I will be the first person to admit that is it, that it is an early 2000s emo album and nothing but an early 2000s emo album. <laughs> and it is only an aggressive early 2000s emo album, does nothing else. So I think I think my go-to will probably be the self-titled album by Paramore. Okay. Cool. The movie I would bring. Oh God, there's so many. I bring Wreck It Ralph. Because that, that okay. fills the movie requirement and the video game requirement in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know the person I'd bring because there's so many people I want to bring. Because like, I'd bring CJ. I'd bring right? CJ. I'd bring CJ so we can just piss each other off for the rest of our lives on a desert island. I'd bring Hold CJ on. so we can play real life Fortnite and hope for the best. <laughs> oh my you, guys, you guys are like building stuff on the island. Let's go. <laughs> It's badass. Perfect. Yeah, CJ. I've made that decision. Let's go. Um, Shouts out to CJ. Real life Hell yeah. Who also did harmonies on three out of the eight songs on the album. Fun fact. Mm. Yeah. Let's Very go, cool. CJ. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions you have to take. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, first I'd like to say thank you for having us. You two are always the greatest and amazing, okay. and I appreciate your time and attention. Okay. Um. Thanks to everyone who's listening to the new Highwind songs. Thanks for everyone who's excited to check out the album. Um, if you do not know who we are and you're simply just listening because you like Shane and Glory, which is 10,000% understandable because they're great, um, you can follow us at Highwind NJ on Instagram, Highwind Band NJ on Twitter. I can never remember if it's Highwind NJ or Highwind Band NJ on TikTok, but it's one of the two. And most importantly, listen to something right in between and all the singles because oh. we're very proud of this album. And I hope that you find something on the album that appeals to you. Yeah, and if you if you open the web, you know, www.google.com slash, and you can uh, search anything your heart desires there, um, you can find uh, bandcamp.com slash. Uh, you could also, okay, I can't keep this going. Um, yeah, <laughs> Bandcamp, you can listen to us on Bandcamp, Spotify, uh, you can come to a show. Uh, I think the merch is through Bandcamp, right? Yep, yeah, so you can get get all your get your drip, get your drip through bandcamp.com slash highwind, whatever. Um, and then you can just, you know, if you feel the need, you can follow our personals on on the web uh, at the underscore dancemith on Twitter and at hotbuns69. No, that's not a joke nice. on Instagram. <laughs> and then I, I don't have a personal Twitter. I just use the band Twitter for my complaining. Um, honestly it's great because the band will tweet and then i'll retweet it and like talk shit and then and then it just looks like i'm like picking on this band oh my God. or like or like i'll tweet something and he'll retweet and just be like yeah grow up idiot and it just looks like he's it just looks like high wind band is bullying some random slob on twitter random um, schmuck. yeah schmuck there you go oh. some random schmuck on the web um sweet Yo, Glory, what what are you drinking now? I need a bev check on that. I'm drinking a V8 sparkling energy drink. It is what? black cherry flavored, Where and it I is delicious. Get? Where can I get? I them? can get them in my bedroom because Glory sent me a case no. of them. No, <laughs> you have really? the regular oh, wow. version. Yeah. yeah, I got no, it for, for Christmas. 
and he's only had one okay because it made his heart dude, explode or whatever it fucked me up dude Ooh. there's video evidence of it fucking me up on air okay <laughs> well, i need, I need the video see this Hold on, but i also it's like an interview <laughs> Wait, yeah which interview an interview is it which one was it graves <laughs> Eight grapes. Yeah, that was a good one too. I liked that. I was one. hyped up on caffeine, dude. Dude, I had two before that one, and I was the exact same. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt you anymore. It's just a nice drink. Yeah. Like, no. I. That's why I saw the e on it, and I was like, V eight making sparkling uh, energy beverage. God, I need to know. So oh, yeah. And they make um, regular energy drinks as well that are not like uh, sparkling, oh, and they're they're still can, really good. Where can I get it? Walmart or Amazon walmart oh i hate mm-hmm. amazon i hate walmart too i might not be yeah, i can't help you there <laughs> maybe like target or like i don't know it might be at whole foods it seems like something maybe, whole foods uh, would have. trader joe's uh, trader joe's too yeah I'm not, I'm, I, I wouldn't uh, got him. yeah i'm not i'm super anti-capitalism so i try not to shop at those places okay down with uh, down with capitalism down with big business fair enough so true. I will dismantle the oppressive establishment board by board. I will saw the tables of tyranny in half. We're just going to quote SpongeBob for another 15 minutes for all of your listeners. Is that okay? No. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not okay with that. On no. That note, uh, <laughs> on that note, thank you for smelling us, guys. This has been High Wind, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>